Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the EdTech Distilled podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Geisen. With me, as always, David Lurch. Dave, say hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, we are uh, having just our usual conversation, a little chat uh, with some EdTech enthusiasts. And talking about learning with technology and and what uh, what's going on in the world of ed tech and all of that great stuff and having a drink as well. So cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Thanks for joining us. So cheers. today with us is Jeremy Wrinkle. Jeremy, uh, you're a teacher here in Illinois. You've got quite the extensive background uh, of skills, and so we're super excited to talk to you about how you got to where you are in education today, and specifically about your job this summer and we're super pumped about that and i'm yeah, gonna very... let that just simmer for a minute that's that's and what we then... call a tease in the biz <laughs> that's right we're well, not gonna gotta, tell you <laughs> gotta keep them interested that's, that's right, right. <laughs> stick so, around to find out what we're yeah, referring to eventually when these are on video because eventually we'll probably put these on video you'll be able to see there's a hint in our attire tonight about <laughs> what Jeremy that job is. Good, so, Jer Jeremy's good on camera there. He yeah, so down. everybody uh, listening, you guys just totally missed that, and you'll just have to wait and hear what mm -hmm. that job is. So, mm -hmm. uh, But again, Jeremy, thanks for joining us. We're so glad you took the time to join us this evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, glad to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, well, we, we are still a fledgling podcast, so we're excited that uh, anybody uh, will join us, and especially uh, folks like you. So let's jump right in uh, to what's new and what's interesting. We always do this at the beginning of each episode, kind of go through some news and notes and things that have just sort of uh, exploded here recently in uh, the EdTech world. And the first thing we have to mention, it happened this week, uh, is the Anywhere School uh, event that Google held on Monday. Uh, that was a big announcement about some major improvements that are coming to all sorts of G Suite stuff. So those videos are out there. I'm not going to run through all of them uh, because there were a lot. And some of them, you know, were more on the admin side. And some of them, uh, they didn't really have a timeline. So we're not really sure when they're going to be out. Uh, mm -hmm. But there were a few that we did want to focus on uh, just to sort of mention. Uh, I think one of the big ones is scheduling Google Classroom assignments to multiple classes. That's one of those things that is like a like a nuisance that people found like really irritating about Google Classroom that you couldn't schedule an announcement or an assignment to show up at multiple classes without having to like copy and reuse it for other classes. And so now you're going to have the ability to do that. Um, it, that was one of those things that never really bothered me, but I am excited because now you know the complaints can end. I actually heard somebody, I heard somebody say, or I read on Twitter, somebody said that this new option uh, to do that is going to be something that you didn't think you wanted. And then when you actually get a chance to test it out, you're going to be glad that you have it. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I'm Absolutely. sure it'll save a ton of time. When I, when I was in the classroom, it was always frustrating because you'd have to basically go back and recreate, before you could have the reuse option, you had to go in and recreate every single assignment. So it was right. kind of frustrating. So I can see mm -hmm. where this is going to be a huge time saver. Yeah. yeah, I think so. That's I mean, nice. all these improvements are great. I think Absolutely. they're definitely going to make Classroom a better uh, LMS. But regardless, that that one's that one's a big one. Um, you're also going to be able to measure student activity. So there's going to be uh, like a dashboard where you get to see how uh, how much time your students have spent on activities and how often they've signed in and things like that. I think that's going to be really useful for teachers too. Um, and then more classroom meet restrictions and control for co-teachers, which I think is really big uh, this year. Unfortunately, I'm really hoping that like we don't need to use Meet that often going forward. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that the the 21 22 is a much more I don't want to say normal, but a much more in person year. We'll say that. And kind of a return to baseline. I am hoping so. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think that's fair. And I think that option is a really cool option because it at least gives you that ability in the event that you have to use it. I know one of the things I like uh, for that is to use it with, you know, if you have homebound students, I know sometimes we have students that end up having to, uh, you know, go to school from home or they end up missing a lot of time because they're sick or whatever's going on. And, you know, maybe that's just a little tool that you have in your toolbox in case of emergency. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Um, so they're also translating captions in Meet. Actually, I did really think that the accessibility improvements are the big ones um, that, again, may not necessarily affect the majority of people, but I think the people that they do affect will, uh, you know, will really be an improved experience for them. 
Um, so they're translating captions, which I think is great for that's really great for meetings with like parents who maybe don't speak English um, or students even that don't speak English. And they can you can throw a meet on and just talk and it'll translate like live. I think that's fantastic. Um, they uh, there's also um, new like Zoom uh, features in Chrome. So you'll be able to uh, more easily have like a, an ex a zoom screen and be able to move around and see things better. Uh, Cause that I, I had a couple teachers at my last school that used that a lot so that they could zoom into their screen. Cause they just, the vision wasn't great and they were using little Chromebooks. Um, but it was so hard to manage that zoom and scroll and all that. And they fixed a lot of that stuff. So I think that's definitely good things. Um, and there's more intuitive settings and uh, you can save your progress in Google forms. Those things are starting to come out too. So mm -hmm. a lot of real improvements, I think uh, coming down the pipe, not really sure when any of them are happening, but they're coming and we got to hear all about them on Monday. So that's pretty much it for the anywhere, anywhere school. Uh, but in the show notes, we'll throw a link to where you can watch those videos on demand. Mm -hmm. um, you can kind of catch up on that stuff too, if you want. So. And if you're visual, if you just throw that hashtag in the hashtag anywhere school onto yeah. Twitter, I mean, there's been a dozen really well done graphics covering all those updates too. And I know yeah, for me, like in my situation, I like to share that out with the faculty and staff. They can actually look at it because I know it, it can be hard to sit and read through, you know, all of that, that blog posting and updates and kind of get through the minutia of what's going on. Right. Absolutely. Second thing we got is the, the this is, I love this. Google chat rooms is becoming Google spaces, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because they just renamed Google hangouts to Google chat, to Google chat yeah. and added the rooms. And now the rooms are changing their name. Now I do think it's a great thing because I love the chat app and I think it's fantastic. And I love that you can put files and stuff in there. So I can't wait to see what this becomes. I just think it's hilarious that they're changing the name yet again. Yeah, it's got it's got to be to compete with Slack, right? I mean, Absolutely. that's my, that's my thought is that they mm -hmm. want to they want to adapt totally, to totally. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this because I, I do want to hear sort of on the business world too, like uh, what kind of communication things. So hopefully, Jeremy, you mm -hmm. got a little bit of insight into into some of that stuff. But anyway, let's move on with our updates. We got we got a lot of stuff we got to talk about with Jeremy, so we're going to yep. jump to that in a minute. But go ahead uh, uh, with yours, Dave. Well, so rather than focus on uh, education technology, I, I, sometimes we like to throw some tech things in there and just a few things that had recently come across that I saw that I thought were worth at least sharing out was that within the next year, supposedly, but they had planned this last year, Apple is actually going to be launching a primary healthcare subscription service. So in place of the healthcare you currently receive, you can sync up your healthcare with your Apple watch. It's an idea where they can actually monitor your health through the watch and then you subscribe to their healthcare provider and receive your healthcare, which again, sounds cool. Also sounds pretty minority reportish if you're asking me, yeah. kind of concerning there. Mm -hmm. But uh, but they threw it out. They tried it last year and I think it got um, stopped because of COVID, obviously, but something they want to do. Uh, again, not sure what I think about that. I think anything that gives you the option to provide healthcare for people that don't have it is a positive. However, uh, you know, the the amount of monitoring and surveillance that would be involved with that is a little bit um, concerning, you know, uh, mm -hmm. but but it's something they're talking about. Another thing, uh, Clubhouse was really big this year. It came out uh, and, and people seem to really be using it a lot to kind of hear people having those conversations. And if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, Clubhouse is basically an invitation only app that functions as a real-time podcast. So essentially you're sitting and listening to real-time conversations using that app. Looks like Spotify is going to be launching an alternative to that called Spotify Green Room. Uh, I would guess if you are a fan of some of those exclusive Spotify podcasts, they're going to move there as well. Um, another ed tech thing, talking about Google Meet and all these beefed up features to Google Meet. Uh, Google Meet is looking at a way that you can reduce the noise in the background. So if you don't understand how the mics work on your Chromebooks, those are kind of big room uh, feedback microphones that are going to pick up pretty much any sound in the room that you're in. They kind of uh, pick up a lot of sounds and a lot of ambient noise as well. And I think they're hoping that by using this, a student could plug in their Chromebook, hop on Meet, and it would eliminate some of that or reduce some of the background noise in the background as well. And that's going to be auto set. So there's nothing you have to check. It's going to be set automatically. It's probably something you're going to have to turn off if you don't want. Although I don't know why that would be something you turn off. And I just threw this on because I'm into drones and I like doing uh, flying drones, things like that. We're Tesla owners. So we, we like all that techie stuff, but 
I read an article this week about um, a company in Italy that has created an electric flying race car. So it sounds it, amazing. It it's built like a gigantic drone, and it look it's on uh, propellers that are 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 uh, allowing it to go vertical, and then they allow it to move horizontally as well. So it's electric. I think right now it's got like a seven minute battery life, but you know it's still, still kind of a cool thing to see. Uh, and it, it's really there's we can even put the if you Google electric uh, flying race car, you'll see it. I mean it it looks like a giant drone with a cockpit in it. So it's kind of cool. That sounds awesome. Now I I really disliked um, Star Trek or Star Wars: uh, The Phantom Menace. Didn't like it at all, except for the last like twenty minutes. Sure. But I'm imagining that race pod with, racers. Yes, the pod racers. Like that's what I'm imagining when you say that. I'm assuming that's what they're called. I'm not saying I know what that is, a pod mm -hmm. racer, or that right. I had them when I was in junior high or anything. Like I that, so. hey, absolutely, I, I totally fine. I just not my favorite Star Wars movie. That's fair. Well, well the the race car is about for the flying race car is about forty years too late after the, the Delorean. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, where we're going, we don't need roads. Right? That's right. That's right. They really missed a, an opportunity. They should have named it the Doc Brown, if I'm being honest. Oh, you know, for sure, absolutely. But, they for sure should. But yeah, it's true. Because that was what 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 year was it? Twenty was it? Twenty twelve? No, twenty sixteen. What year was it that he they went to in? Um, it was twenty sixteen, I believe. Twenty yeah, sixteen won the World Series. Yeah, so when the right Cubs, that's right. When the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, and we can really date. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it was something and, like that. It wasn't that and long we, ago? We can really date this podcast if we want to talk about Ben Zobris, but let's not do that. We can also talk about. <laughs> we can also talk about the foreign substances that pitchers are being checked for right oh, now. Oh, this man. is about day three and the uh -huh. Max Scherzer. That Max Scherzer thing is crazy. Is, he's awesome. He's yeah. so angry. Is that the one with Girardi? Yes. Yeah. It's okay. awesome. Awesome. But fantastic. Yeah. That's another podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> the foreign substances podcast, we'll call it. Oh my God. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, after spending the last two weeks cleaning out Chromebooks uh, that have been returned, I've got like foreign substances. Like I'm seeing them in my sleep, trying to <laughs> carve stuff out from the keys and all that. Yes. My, it's pretty funny. So, so you feel like your RPM would be really good on your breaking ball? <laughs> oh my gosh, my spin rate would be phenomenal. through the roof. Absolutely, like twenty eight hundred or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. I'm unhittable, guys. After yeah, you, you need a week with Chromebooks, I'm unhittable. You need to show us your belt, your hat, your shirt. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he almost like stripped down on the mound. That, he he oh was God, angry. Was so he was funny. an angry he man. Really it was it was so entertaining to watch. That was very entertaining. Hey, let's get him to St. Louis. Just a side oh, note. It would be nice. It'd be nice. We could use him for sure. But um, all right. So we're we're jumping now into uh to our chat with Jeremy. So um give us a sort of a little bit of a background about yourself, like your journey through education. I've I've read a couple bios. Um, and you know, follow you on Twitter and all that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, quite the story. So, uh, give us yeah. a rundown. Okay. Um, I'm not a tradition. I didn't go to be, go to school to be a teacher originally. Um, I, w I went to, uh, university in Springfield, um, graduated with a bachelor's in communications. So I kind of started my journey into public relations. I had the journalism type of background. Um, really to be honest, my I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had meaning with the job that I, I had. So I talked to my wife a little bit. And I said, hey, I want to go back to school, be a teacher. If I would have listened to my mom and just did it from the get-go, I'd be, you know, <laughs> seven years closer to retirement. But, <laughs> but, <you know>. yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you, you don't listen to mom. So right. anyway, uh, so I went back and I actually uh, got my first teaching job from the high school I graduated from which was South Central High School down in Frina, Illinois. They just actually won the state tournament, South Central, just won the state 1A baseball championship. Wow, shout out. Them. Yeah, awesome. So shout out there uh, was Mr. Jones's one of his students, and then again, and then his colleague about 20-some years later. So that was kind of a really neat experience to go back, and there were several teachers that were there whenever I had, had actually um, went through. So taught there for five years. Um, I took a job and then uh, had a thyroid illness and it knocked me solid out. I had to resign from my teaching position. Holy cow. So I, so I left, um, I left the career after five years because I had to, to mm. get my health back on track. 
So during that time, I was basically off for, I was out of the classroom for five years. A lot of people probably don't know that about me, but I was out of the classroom for five years. So what I did is I did some journalism for a local newspaper. I freelanced. I taught a couple classes for community college. And then I started sub- substitute teaching again. And, and I'm like, man, I really love this. I've got to find a way to get back in. That's cool. Well, long story short, my, uh, my principal that I had at South Central left the same year that I left to take that new position. He took a superintendent position. Well, again, five, five years passed. And he's like, I don't know if you're wanting to get back into education, but I don't have any applicants for an English teaching job. And um, he's like, would you apply? I said, yeah, I'm looking to get back in. I did. And rest is history. I taught four years at Cowden Herrick high school, which is about an hour or about a half hour North. Let me get my directions right. Northwest of Effingham. Okay. Um, so about an hour and 20 minutes from Springfield. So I taught there for four years and this position opened up. Um, well, actually let me, go, let me go back during that time. I started my own business, Tri Village Loop, which was a internet news company and was able to, again, make some, make some money to supplement my substitute teaching and that kind of stuff. So that business is no longer operating, but it, it, I launched it was off the ground and I had revenue from anywhere between 18 and 20 K. So, um, wow. That's just, a success selling, right there. Well, and, and, yeah. So what were you, what were you doing? You were, um, covering news. Is that what that was? Yeah. Basically just covering news. And, um, you know, most of my time was spent doing selling advertising for the site, but, mm-hmm. um, but for them, I would have churches submit things, schools submit things, um, again, it was a community that was underrepresented in, in any local media around. So Damn. it was a pretty good, pretty good gig. That's awesome. That cool. Yeah. So anyway, I get hired on at Cowden Herrick and I teach there for four years and it was a great coming back and getting back into the field. But I still felt like my role was to, to work with teachers and I didn't know how that was going to happen. And um, I talk with the LTC and they've got a good program that they're starting to get off the ground right now with, with instructional coaches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, so I was, I'd really talked with uh, a couple people there and thought, well, you know what, I could, I could, I could do that um, if, if I'd have the opportunity to, but I really didn't, didn't know if that would work. And in the meantime, um, I heard about a, uh, cur- they call it a curriculum coach, which it's partial curriculum, partial instructional coach. Last year became technology coach because mm. of just the yeah. situation we were right. in. But th- yeah. that is a, in Vandalia School District, which is 90 miles um, east of St. Louis. So, uh-huh. which um, is not far from you, Adam. Is that, are you in Troy area? Is that where you're uh, at? Yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit, I guess, east of Troy. Yeah. Okay. So we're real yeah. close. Yeah. But yeah, so I know exactly where Vandalia is. Yep. That's so uh, I, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, first year, first year instructional slash curriculum coach to revamp some math curriculum that turned into just a an interesting year because of what what we were all dealt. So right, um, right. definitely a a interesting time to be in education. So that kind of takes me to where we are currently. I mean, it's I'm starting year two. Um, in August at Vandalia, looking forward to the opportunities there and the future there. So, you know, uh, Jeremy, we had Matt Miller on, uh, recently and Matt actually is from a journalism background as well. And, you know, he, he talked about how that writing kind of led into him just the way that he, he was going about teaching, you know, it was kind of influenced by that. Do you, do you feel like your journalism background plays much of a part in your day-to-day job? I'm sure it does when it comes to, to working with curriculum or, you know, when you are, you know, teaching people different things or you have to type something up, but do mm-hmm. you ever see that journalism, uh, you know, playing a role or influencing right. you in the way you do things? Absolutely. Um, for the first, um, the first semester, I, I really wanted to, to, get to know my fellow faculty at a new, at a new place. And sometimes we were remote. Sometimes we were hybrid. Sometimes we were, you know, how, how that all went. So I put out a weekly kind of a weekly email just to kind of, you know, this is who I am. This is what my philosophy is and that kind of thing. So I took a lot of writing and planning. 
I did a, a motivational podcast the first semester as well, just to kind of encourage and, and that kind of thing. So that really, really did bleed through uh, to what, um, what I did for sure last year. And then even when I was in the classroom, uh, I tried to make the classroom as relevant to real life as what I could. So instead of writing big, long essays, we wrote blog posts instead of, yeah. uh, and, cool. and trying to get them to, to understand and to, uh, what a blog is and what an essay would be. We still did the academic, more academic writing, but still I tried to focus it more real life. That's cool because I know that's, that's a huge thing. I know at our school we've struggled with has been, uh, how do you make that writing relevant for kids? Mm -hmm. You know, because they, they do a lot of writing. I mean, they're texting, mm -hmm. they blog, they do all that stuff, right. but, but it's, how do you make it relevant? You know, how do you apply mm -hmm. those writing tools? That's very cool. Yeah. It's a balance. Absolutely. I, uh, I really enjoyed your podcast. I, uh, I listened to a few of those, uh, over the last couple of weeks and your most recent one, uh, I think it was in January, um, uh, had a quote from Mark Twain. I thought it was fantastic. And the quote, I'll just give this to you really quickly. I know you know it, but just so David hears in case he didn't hear this. Uh, so the quote is, you have this from Mark Twain. You have two, two of the most important days of your life. One is the day you're born. And the second is the day you find out why. What an amazing, I mean, and that that, awesome. talk about motivational, talk about, uh, you know, I mean that yep. I was just listening to it and I was like, Oh my God, like that is so fantastic. And, and I awesome still, quote. and I, right. and I get what you're saying about like, not necessarily feeling fulfilled. Like I still have that same, you know, is this, is this the job that I want? I've had so mm -hmm. many different roles right. as all of us have, Me too. Um, yep. you know, you know what, which role is going to stick and I, uh, or, or maybe they, none of them do. And that maybe that's the point. Uh, but anyway, I just thought that was great. So I just yeah. just throwing that out there. I thought yeah. that was fantastic. It's a great quote. I, I forgot. I forgot it. I, I knew I had a Mark Twain quote at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you record so many, you kind of oh, lose no. track. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's funny is it, we've all kind of are in a which the coaching position. We've Adam and I've talked about this before. There's no. It used to be. Oh, you're an instructional coach or a technology coach. There's no delineation in those things right. anymore. It's all based on what your district needs. And in a way that's awesome because I think mm -hmm. more districts are open to the fact that, Hey, I need to adapt this and mold it. So it fits our district. What Jeremy does is not going to be what I do. It's not going to be what Adam does. You know, we all have to do that. And I think that's cool to see. And I think what, what is also kind of similar between the three of us is all that different experience you bring in and it kind of plays to your strengths, you know, because you bring in so many different backgrounds and you bring in the different experiences you have. And that kind of helps you uh, with the way that you are, uh, you know, presenting things to teachers or to students. It's, it's something I always talk about. I think experience is so important in education mm -hmm. because education is an art. It's not a science and uh, your art's going to be influenced by your life. So I think that's, uh, that's really cool. Cool to hear. Mm -hmm. Speaking of science, Here's a, this is a nice oh segue. Boy. So, <laughs> so you're currently, this is kind of what I've been, I've been pumped about this part. Um, what, uh, so what are you doing now? You're doing with some organization I think I've heard of. Um, yeah. Uh, I am currently working for NASA. Yes. The Na <laughs> is it National Aeronautics Space Administration, something yes, like is. that. That's Hope what I they told that. me at space camp in Man. 1989. Nice. I was there in 93. Oh, yep. nice. Yep. I was there in 93. I was commander of my flight. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm working for NASA. I wow. am working with test safety officers that basically work with the engineers that keep the astronauts safe during their training. Does that make? Yeah. So, but so, yeah. so ba basically at we're look, I'm, I'm studying all this stuff that I tell them in, I've told them several times in meetings, man, you need an engineer to write some of this stuff. But they're like, no, we need you to translate what the engineer has yeah. written on these PowerPoints <laughs> to make it to make it simple, simplified for the uh, the people that are just beginning this job as a test sure. safety officer. So um, lots of awesome things happening with with the space program right now from the Mars uh, rover and the helicopter on Mars right. to to um, going back to the moon by 2024, to going to Mars. I mean, working with SpaceX, which is another company I'd love to spend some time working for at some for point. Sure. I don't know how that's going to work, but um, 
I'm, I'm trying to get Elon to tweet back to me, but I, nothing's working <laughs> at this point. We but, tried to get him as a guest on the podcast. So I, I, I feel it. like, I feel like you have to shoot your shot. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've tweeted at him and I've tweeted at like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters oh, and just, yeah. just other people that I've just like, you know what? I like this person. <laughs> so I'm going to, I hope I'm you're not joking. Are you serious? Did you tweet at Dave Grohl? Yeah. To be on our podcast. <laughs> Did you not see it? No, first, like, first of oh all, my gosh. can you cuss on this podcast? Because, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, you, Dave, Dave Grohl, um, I saw him in St. Louis, uh, let's see, two years ago, three years ago. Best concert, hands down, I've ever oh, been to. Sure. High yeah. energy. Yeah. The funniest part about that show, a dude with a prosthetic leg started picking up his leg and started freaking just waving it back and forth. <laughs> As he's singing, and Dave Grohl said, "Get that guy a mother trucking margarita." <laughs> and then, and then I crap you not. Another guy with a prosthetic leg starts doing the same thing, and and then it goes to a third guy, and he goes, "This is freaking nuts." That's There's awesome. Three guys, you know, and and uh, so it just went on. He goes, "I can't give mar any more margaritas," but anyway. <laughs> great show high energy very talented man so i'm gonna tweet at him again and say you might remember me from st louis Uh i uh you got me a margarita during the concert (laughs) there you go worth a try yeah Yeah, you gotta you gotta shoot your shot that's what shay serrano says shoot your shot you know so so how'd you find that position i was just about to ask that yeah yeah, was was it something that uh you know did you know somebody at nasa or would you see it posted or how'd you go about uh finding that well um First of all, I'll talk about my fascination with NASA and how that started. My dad has always been a space nut, Uh, but I can remember I was in first grade when Challenger exploded. And I can remember watching the teacher in space program ever since. I mean, my mom helped me make a scrapbook of everything because we actually went to the space center in 85 the year before it. So um, anyway, I've always wanted to work for them. I knew after eighth grade and the county fair and the tilt a world and the octopus, I was not going to be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, but I knew that uh, maybe the, the air force probably being a pilot probably wasn't going to work for me. Sure. So um, I started thinking, okay, well, what is there for me really to do? So I kind of threw that dream to the, to the, to the side. And, uh, I wasn't very strong in math. Um, I was, I was more strong in physics and mm. was not a good chemistry student, but I was, I was pretty decent in physics, but, but anyway, so I don't know how I went from good in physics to English teacher to history teacher, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it all, Steve jobs said, you know, you, you don't connect the dots going forward. You connect them looking back. So I'm yeah. seeing all these dots connect, but anyway, I found long, I, I I'm kind of going around the original question, but, um, <laughs> how did I find this? I actually was looking for my son, an internship. Um, uh, my son, uh, just turned, he just turned 16 in April and I'd heard that, that NASA had high school internships. So I was on there looking for him, dabbling around, and I'd actually started my doctorate in January, and uh, um, in curriculum and instruction, emphasis in STEM. So um, I was looking for my son, and I'm like, "Holy cow, they've got stuff for adults too!" So I looked at, I sent my son the email, and blah blah blah, and he's like, "Dad, I'm I'm not going to be old enough by the deadline." So sure enough, he wasn't 16 by March. He had to be six, had to be 16 by March to apply for this summer. And he didn't turn 16 till April. So I'm mm. like, well, maybe I ought to throw my hat, you know, yeah, yeah, throw why my hat into the, the mix. And, and they, um, I didn't hear anything for a couple months and I'm just like, okay, this probably isn't going to be not going to happen. And then all of a sudden I got this email and, it's like, hey, we'd like to schedule a phone interview with you uh, regarding this curriculum position and uh, at NASA. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know, yeah, I'll do it. We'll send back like immediately because I'm like, oh yes, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so I had the first phone interview, and he's like, he's like, the first question out of his mouth, why in the hell? <laughs> 
would you apply for this position with your credentials? And the little kid in me says, I've always wanted to work for NASA. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm sure they hear that all the time. I've always wanted to work for NASA. Sure. Um, I feel like I could have, I, I could add to, you know, this, fulfill this role. He goes, well, let me explain what this role is. It's not STEM. It's safety. And he goes, are you still interested? And I said, well, yeah. He goes, well, usually when I say it's safety, people are out. Right. And I said, no, I said, I said, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm still interested. Tell me more about what, what I'll be doing. And, and he, go, he said, well, first of all, let me just tell you a little bit about this position. He said, you know, you'll, you will, you'll be, if it were not COVID, you'd be in Houston for 10 weeks. You'd see more of Houston or Johnson Space Center than any other intern because you're, you're involved in every single part of everything right. because, because you're in safety. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but this year you're going to be virtual. And is that a problem? And I'm like, no, that's not a problem. And he said, okay, we've entered, or we've got, we have 90 applicants for this position. And he said, we narrowed it down to 10 and now we've narrowed it down to five and you're one of the five. And he, he basically said, you know, what are you familiar with? Do you, do you know Microsoft teams? And I'm like, nah, I'm kind of a Google guy. I didn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. Right, right. And uh, anyway, but, I know I can learn it. So everything is Microsoft based. So I think you started talking about the business mm -hmm. world earlier yeah. on. I think a lot, a lot of your, not a lot of your businesses, but still there are certain sectors and certain places that do have that mic. They're still using Microsoft mm -hmm. and, and it's not a bad thing. I, I mean, the, the new release of 365 is, it, it is really nice. And, like I said, I've been using Microsoft the last you know four or five weeks since I've started working for NASA, and and I don't I don't really have any complaints. It was kind of hard to navigate at first again, but again, I grew up on Microsoft, and then I went Google. Yeah. Right. And well, it's all it's all pretty interchangeable for the most part. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think there's some pretty cool stuff that Microsoft has. Um, mm -hmm. What's the presentation mm -hmm. software off the top of my head? I can't think of it. It's not. PowerPoint, obviously. There's another one. SharePoint? Uh, yeah. No. Is it SharePoint? No. It's one word. It's okay. Let's move on. I'll, Sway. Uh, Sway. That's Sway. it. That's the one. Yep. I've heard that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I haven't messed with it yet, but yep. I've heard no. that's pretty cool. Neither have I. Yeah, it, it's, got, it's got a great... Uh, it, it really makes things pop. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's got a, a certain presence. I mean, it's not... It's not even comparable to PowerPoint. I mean, it, it's just right. a solid. I think you can make some you can make video with it too. It, it's it's pretty pretty slick. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But so yeah, so like, how do you um, how are you communicating? Is it all with Teams and video? Um, yeah, um, we're doing team Teams video. Um, I usually meet with my mentor um, once to twice, usually twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, and we have a team a full safety team meeting on Wednesdays. Uh, where, you know, I, I'm talking to test safety officers, asking them what, what needs to be added to this curriculum, what, what would be helpful, um, which, which kind of is like, are, aren't we doing this backwards? Shouldn't these people, have, you know, shouldn't this training have been designed before these people are doing their job? But, but anyway, um, I, I will say, I will say that, that uh, I, I have been impressed with, with the overall, uh, way that they do things um other than the fact i'm lost in three-fourths of the conversation because there's so many acronyms mm -hmm. oh i bet there are so there are so many acronyms that they have a web they have a a searchable database of acronyms <laughs> i i hey man That's i feel crazy. you my, I feel, I've, got, I've got a lot of military in my family uh and okay. so I, ha I have a cousin in the air force uncle who's a department of defense, then a brother-in-law who's a army. And uh, whenever they get, when he was serving, brother-in-law was serving, when they would really get talking about it, I'm like, dude, I don't know what any of this stuff means. So I'm just going to Google it. So, mm -hmm. I, and I, so yeah. yeah, same thing. Yeah. I feel like coders, IT people. <clears throat> yeah. They need, they need a, a searchable dictionary as well. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think somebody should put together yeah. for me. Cause that's, I, I just really self-serving. I just want one. You, yeah. you could make it into a game, Adam. Oh, that's a great idea. And now you're talking. I'm sure we could gamify that somehow. There's that side hustle. Yeah, <laughs> no, there some you way. Go. 
Are there any good conferences coming up? We could pitch that. Oh, I'm sure we could. A little team of that. Submit your acronym here. There is, a, <laughs> we, there is uh, some, something going up on in Northern Illinois on April 2nd and 3rd, I believe. Which in April? LT, L, no, August. Oh, August. Oh, that's that August. one at that. Uh, yeah. yeah, LTC Spa? at I know. the Galena. Yeah. yeah. That looks cool. It really yeah. does. I know. If I, that was a, that's a terrible time. Like we go back like yeah. the next day. And we're the same so way. There's no way I'd be able to do that, but I sure looked at it. I there's sure read all of I know. You could play golf and then also talk about ed tech and then get a massage. IETC has got to step their game up. I know. You know, idea is yeah. going to have to set their game up. You need, if, if you don't have horses, I'm not going to anything anymore. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How about camels? You know what? I would settle for llamas. Camels. I would settle for llamas. Um, so, you know, Jeremy, I, the one thing I was curious about as you're kind of talking about what your position is, um, do you feel like this is a position that your, your teaching or your coaching has uh, helped you to do? Or do you feel like it's something that, you know, whether you were a teacher or not, it's something that you, you could have done? Um, from a curriculum and instruction background that, mm -hmm. um, I think that having, you know, the experience that I've had being in the classroom and then into my current role right now, uh, basically outlining a curriculum and creating that curriculum blueprint for the district. Um, I feel like it's been very helpful of even, even the ed tech stuff that I've been, you know, dabbling in for 12 years um mm -hmm. everything has put has played a role into that knowing how, how to navigate google google sheets and excel and and all those different things creating hyperlinks you know adding image i mean all that stuff that you do as a teacher uh, definitely plays a role into helping me do do my role also in the sequencing the communicating with people all all those um soft skills even uh, play a role into uh, to what I'm doing at NASA. And those skills are, unfortunately, the skills that some of our gr graduates are graduating without are some yeah. of those soft skills. Mm -hmm. So that Absolutely. was something I really, I really hit hard in, in the classroom was trying to, again, not only create that real life experience for the child, but also provide them the opportunity to communicate in a multitude of ways. Yeah. And, and it seems like things are even swinging further away from that because, you know, the, the way the workplace is even shifting anymore, it seems like that's uh, it's almost that face to face is going to be more like what we're doing here and less right. like actually going to the office. You know, mm -hmm. I think Google and Facebook both said that they will never go back to the office at 100 um, percent, which I mean, that's what are they going to do with all the office space? I mean, what? create some little business incubators, entrepreneur yeah. programs, something like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to change. I mean, I, I think a lot of businesses have, have seen the financial benefits of having people work from home. Um, you know, I mean, I think they're, I know my mom works for Ford. She does um, occupational. Uh, well, she, she's the nurse in their big call center in Nashville, Tennessee, and they've been remote this whole time. She's, she's going back a little bit here and there to deal with stuff, but they're never going to, it doesn't seem like they're ever going to have everybody back, you know? So we were talking about like a, a multinational company like that as well, yeah. deciding, you know, we're just, everybody's working from home, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they're going to keep that building or they're not going to keep that building. You know right. I mean? That's, I think some of these companies are going to start saying, well, let's start selling this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, probably cheaper. Yeah, yeah I, I would think so. And I know I, I've said before, but a friend of mine, she works for a, a college in the registrar's office, and sh she said they're seriously considering taking all those professors and saying, look, like, can you teach a class at home? Because if you can, we can pay you more money because they can shut down the office and say, look, wow. like you just teach from home and pay you more. And, wow. you know, they don't have to pay for the overhead of the infrastructure of the buildings or anything. And, uh, you know, I mean, purely from our, and this is off topic, but purely from our school perspective, one of the nice things about that has been like with Jeremy being able to work virtually with NASA, we've actually been able to bring some class opportunities to our kids as well. So although it's different, I do think that, you know, there, there are some positive opportunities too. And Jeremy, I wonder mm -hmm. if that position with NASA is going to end up being like a virtual thing. Is this something that you would do like next year as well? Or is it just the summer and you're done or... 
Um, as of right now, it's summer and I'm done. Um, I, I was just going back and looking at, at uh, some of the questions there um, that were posed. Um, but as of right now, just a summer, a summer gig, um, they, they have what they call the Pathways Program at NASA, which is uh, basically during your internship, you communicate with your mentor and the internship team and say, express your interest into continuing, um, whether it's another internship, whether it is a contractual job, um, whatever that particular department is looking for at that particular time. Uh, so again, it, it's just, um, for, for right now it's a summer gig. Mm. An awesome, awesome opportunity. Though. Yeah. 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 So and is there like, sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say how awesome that the, that our space program is, is using as many people as they can, you know, to help develop that mm -hmm. thing. I mean, it's really, it's really a cool, cool thing because I don't think traditionally, you know, government entities like that are going to pull from just the civilian population, you know, they're, you know, they're going to pull from military, they're going to pull from engineering background or science background, but getting a chance to bring in people with different perspectives, I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, they were even, even expressing to me or, or as I'm looking at the demographics of my group, we've got multiple guys there, men and women that have been there for 40 years. They're nearing retirement. So they're needing to, again, if there's interns that are, have know the program and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. I've, I know a guy that, or I've met through the intern program. It's his fourth internship and he is going into, he works more with like rocket propulsion and things like that. Stuff that, I, you know, the aerospace engineering aspect mm -hmm. of things and that I know nothing about, but, but yet some of the safety features that I'm writing about have to do with rocket propulsion and, and, um, and, um, microgravity and, you know, all these different topics. It's like, okay, tell me what, you know, I've read this document. Tell me five things that I need to get from this document. So then I can write the objectives for the, you know, so basically what I'm doing is taking all this training material. I'm writing learning objectives is what is mm. the bulk of my job. And then I'm creating links to these documents so that they're easy to find. Cause right now, um, I'm sure it's a mess. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just the, the database. So, I mean, sure. Unbelievable. The amount of documents and training materials and videos and photo and photos and, uh, that would supplement a training program and make it really awesome for a, a new beginner is just, you know, right now, just pretty unorganized, but right. Is there, is there a platform that it's all on or is it kind of just a series of documents? One, and one drive and SharePoint. Oh, okay. No, that works. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then they actually, they're actually using wikis. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, most of the, um, you know, the links are all, all on wikis, which wow. is, which again, boggles my mind. He, the guy asked me, he goes, do you know what a wiki is? I'm like, yeah, I know what a wiki is. He goes, well, do you know how to edit one? I'm like, yeah, I know how to edit one. So it's like, it, it kind of boggled my mind that they were still using wikis. Cause I, yeah. I mean, do you guys use wikis still? Not really. Wikipedia no. is the only one and I barely yeah. use that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny though. I think in, in ed tech, if you do any training, the as you kind of branch out if you get a chance to work with people who aren't in ed tech like that and, and regardless of the job you know mm -hmm. but if they're not in education it's it's funny the skills we take for granted with teachers that just the general population don't have you know and, mm -hmm. and they don't need them i mean why would you need to know how to post these google sheets into google classroom or share it with individuals or you know add comments into a doc and then share it with this person and do this you know i mean there's so mm -hmm. many skills that we take for granted that um, it's, it's just, it's interesting to see that cause I, it's definitely, uh, mirrors the experience I've had as well. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting. I mean, that's, you know, and we always kind of talk about the other jobs that we've had as teachers. Um, and, and it's interesting. I was listening to a, another podcast the other day, uh, where a guy was talking about transitioning from being a teacher to being a, a UX designer, user experience designer for, uh, for a tech company and talking about, you know, how it's almost like everybody should teach for a couple of years before they go do anything. Yeah. And they're probably going to be better at that job 
from the skills like you were just talking about the soft skills the you know these weird tech skills that don't come up in any other situation but because we're teachers we have to i mean we are by default ux designers every single day we're designing something for our users for our kids for you know to to have a good experience so it's like teaching is is it's more than just teaching and it gives us these opportunities like the one you've got uh you know which is super exciting and and i do hope that opens doors for you because that's you know, if the, if the teaching thing doesn't stick or if there's an option for you to go to NASA, that would really be awesome yeah. if it works for you. That's awesome. Uh, that, that is that will be mm-hmm. a great transition. But and then still, we'll make sure it sounds like you're doing the same stuff. It sounds like, you know, yeah. you're mm-hmm. figuring out what people need to learn and giving it to them in an easily learnable way. I mean, right. that's teaching. That's yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then we'll have a guest to pull the, who works at NASA so that yeah. we can just we can just use that whenever. So. Right, so we can do a podcast with you while you're in space. Well, well I'm in oh space. So yeah, or, I mean, let's go ahead and jump. Let's do it. Let's jump there. Let's just or, put it on the calendar. Yeah. Or in the in the the uh, neutral buoyancy lab. Have you ever heard of the neutral buoyancy lab? Well, you no. probably. It's basically a big, huge swimming pool. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Twenty, yeah. 20 foot deep, because that's the depth of it. Is how far a diver can go down and not right. get, basically get the bends. But right. anyway, they've got a whole, uh, a full scale replica of the space station in this pool. Um, so I guess Jeez. I could, I guess I could suit up into the <laughs> EMU uh, extra, I don't even know, mobility unit and extra vehicular mobility down there. unit and then go into the water and we could do the podcast from there. That'd be That's awesome. Fun. That's awesome, man. So I think the question everyone wants to know is what's your favorite science fiction film? Now that you work for NASA, what's your what's your favorite sci-fi movie? Oh of course you would ask that. I'm I'm really not a sci-fi fan. What? <laughs> I know I totally got caught you off guard, yeah. right? Yeah. That's all right, man. You, back to the future work. I mean, I yeah, don't know. I think so. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I've watched that, you know. 30 or 40 times probably. And it's, it's on Netflix again. So that's all I, it's kind of my go-to other than the Andy Griffith show. So (laughs) Andy Griffith is off Netflix now. So so it's back to the future. If you work for NASA, maybe you can flex on Netflix and get them to put it back on. Yeah. And and then the, and then star Wars. Um, I watched maybe the first 10 minutes of the first episode. Oh man. That's, that's about all you need for the first episode uh if we have to get we, we can get into a star wars discussion at some point but i still am holding true that that uh rogue one is like the best of all of them it's great it's one of my favorites last 20 so minutes is, is if amazing you, if you don't watch any other star wars movies you can watch rogue one and that's a whole story in and of itself okay. so so there's a, a buddy of mine who may listen to this. So shout out to Bryce if you're going to listen to this, because he may. Um, he went back. He'd never seen Star Wars in his life. Never watched it once. In the pandemic, so last year, he watched. He Googled the uh, viewing order, the chronology for the film series, like with the cartoons and everything, and watched everything. Oh, my gosh. And when I say oh. everything, I mean start cartoons, Everything. So he watched the rebels and the Clone Everything. Wars and all and, of it. And I, and I was curious how he would, you know, when he came out of that bunker after watching it all, I was curious how he was because, you know, was he, he, he works for FS. So he does a lot of uh, farming, you know, uh, sales and works with different machines mm-hmm. and, and they were shut down because of COVID. And so he had a ton of time and I was curious how he was because I had a different experience being in junior high, watching it and stuff like that. Loved it. The dude's the biggest fan you've ever met now. He's into all of it. Uh, I mean, everything, anything he reads, he's, oh, yeah. So, and I think it may have broke his brain a little bit too. So, you know, yeah. just because he's, do he's, that. he's exposed himself to all that. Yeah. So, well, that's great. I mean, I'm pretty pumped for you, Jeremy. I really, uh, I'm excited for, for you for this opportunity. What a cool thing. Super and, cool. and for teachers, you know, I think this is an interesting time in the teaching world. Uh, where a lot of teachers are exploring other opportunities and it's not necessarily not necessarily because they have to but because you know this past year didn't fit everybody's description of what a job a teaching job would be like Uh, but like we said i mean having a good foundation and in teaching and working with kids and working with other people and i mean i think you can go any direction you really can definitely so very cool well let's talk about what we're working on and obviously Jeremy, you're still working on NASA stuff. 
So jet propulsion. But you've got other things going on, too. Um, so uh, we start with you, Jeremy. What's going on with uh, with the STEM stuff you're, you're doing with rural schools? Let us know. Well, this is kind of something I, I started dabbling with um, oh, 2017-ish a little bit. Um, and then right before the, right before the pandemic, it was just, it would have been December, 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I'd submitted a, um, for a contest out at Q, um, mm -hmm. which is out in California. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm like, you know, I, it was, uh, the, the Leroy Finkel fellowship or, or is it Lee? It's Leroy Finkel's his name, but the big Leroy, um, Gosh darn! Now I have to Google it. Um, let me look real quick. I'm as soon as you say Finkel, I'm lost in um, Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn yeah. is Finkel. Einhorn is Finkel. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Lace is out, Dan. It's such a great movie. <laughs> I knew that name was something. Yeah. Will we, will we get copyright claimed for that? <laughs> I don't. I mean, we've already quoted like a number of movies in this episode yeah. today, so probably. Okay, it, it's called the Leroy Finkel Fellowship, Leroy's <laughs> Big Idea. Okay. Okay. So cool. basically, through Q, they would they would give you two thousand. If you won, they would give you a two thousand dollar prize, yeah. and then they would give you a thousand dollars for you to spend on your classroom. Wow. So so my yeah. so my idea. Um, that I pitched and I ended up being in like the top four and then COVID happened and they canceled the conference and all that stuff. Uh, but, so I, I, I had my ticket bought to, uh, to John Wayne El airport out in uh, California and was, and was going to go to this conference, but had all my reservations made and oh, it's terrible. everything. But anyway, um, it was in Palm Springs or near Palm Springs. But yeah. anyway, um, my idea Drum roll. Um, I'm gonna share my screen real quick if I can here. Yeah, sure. We'll describe it for the listeners. We'll paint a word picture. Yes. Okay. Now it's this is a black. project that that my son and I started working on in 2017. I didn't I didn't know what I was gonna do with it, and I still don't know, for sure know if I'm gonna use this or not. Sure. But this is I want to introduce you to the stem bug. Oh wow! All right, so it's a picture of. <clears throat> like what year is that? Is that like a 79 beetle? It's a 73. 73. 73. All right. Volkswagen yeah. bug. Yep. Yep. Um, I actually Green. bought in Missouri for $800. It didn't have an engine. It was basically the shell of the car. Mm -hmm. So my son and I, it started as a father-son program or project. At, he was 13 at the time. And uh, we started working on this, this Volkswagen. And I still didn't know, you know, I, I, I always, I'm a hippie at heart. I'll, I'll just be honest. I'm a hippie <laughs> at heart. Um, and climate change is a big, a big thing that I, I, I like to read about. We worked on the UN sustainability goals and some of my reading assignments when I was an English teacher. Um, I just feel like, uh, we have, we individually, all of us have a role to play anyway. Uh, so this idea came to me that I needed a way that I could, maybe share stem with rural communities and how i could do that and how i could do it what a volkswagen beetle is going to stick out like a sore thumb sure right so um i got to thinking my son finally got it running and now it's not running again it's it, it's like herbie it's it's got a mind of its own sometimes <laughs> it starts sometimes it doesn't uh -huh. so um so we don't know what's going on with it, but what I had originally envisioned with the, the Leroy's big idea was to work with ROEs within the state. Again, this is, this is all a dream and all in my head. It's on paper mm -hmm. a little bit, but how we could take this Volkswagen and drop it off at a school and it's full of drones and it's full of all this different technology equipment. It's full of like experiment kits and, you know, books that the teacher can use and the school rents it for a week or, you know, mm -hmm. and then it drives on to the next school district. Um, the, I mean, there are tons of different, I mean, the district that I taught at had no STEM program. The school I'm at doesn't have a dedicated STEM program right. and it's, it serves 1500 kids. 
um, still a very rural school, very small compared to a lot of the schools, but still, I mean, that's like almost like a regional hub for, right. you know, a, a tri-state, a tri-county area. Right. So, um, if I know that that school district I'm working in doesn't have that, you know, I know these smaller districts can't afford that either. So how can right. we, how can we share that idea? And that's the idea that came to mind. So now I've got the dilemma. Do I sell the Volkswagen <laughs> or do I hang on to it to let this idea percolate and all that happen? Mm, it's so, a great idea. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be, I, I work in Marissa and we're about uh, 2000 people in the town. It's about 550, 600 kids. And I mean, we would, if, if that was something that we could buy, I would be uh, emailing sure. my superintendent saying you are renting this. So yeah, us too. Yeah. So we're in it. Like, like I said, it's, it, it's kind of still in its idea stage for the most part. I, I bought the URL just last week after I knew I was going to be on the show. Nice. So I did the stimbug.com. Got to lock it up. But yeah. Um, so I, I went ahead and, and purchased that for my 99 cents for the first year. And then 14 for the next. And then it tells me that because it has stem in it, it's worth $1,400. Yeah. So I don't nice. know. We'll see. But, um, but anyway, again, just an idea. I, I get um, a lot of people, my wife and a few of my friends, they're like, You're, "You've got to be the most curious person ever," because I'm <laughs> I'm studying the, I'm studying AI. I re, I helped you know my son restore Volkswagen. You know I, all this different stuff. He did three. He did probably ninety five percent of the work though, because because we bumped heads during that process a lot. Mm-hmm. So sure. imagine that thirteen year old kid. No way. <laughs> That's an awesome idea, Jeremy. I, I wonder yeah. if he's wonder if he's listening in the other room, <laughs> making sure Dad doesn't uh, bash him or anything. Right? He, is, did I just hear him shout? Stembug was my idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he man. he was Another working copyright on his... claim. Yeah, we just got burned yeah. bad. Yep. <laughs> Demonetize. Yeah. That's awesome, Jeremy. That's a very cool idea. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Run with. I say run with it. Yeah. Pull keep that. going, man. Think I could pull that into the uh, for sure the, the Crown Plaza in November and <laughs> make make sure I put the cardboard down on the floor for when the engine yeah, oil leaks out. Dude, <laughs> I think you should do it. Well, if shoot, you got your, any con- shoot your shot. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave, what are you doing? Well, I mean, nothing as cool as the stem bug. Good Lord, I'm about to no. bring this down. People no. are going to say I'm Debbie Downer as Adam takes a drink because he knows. We're we're literally just, I'm finishing up with SOPA right now. That's what I'm working on. It's big in our, it's big across the state. And uh, we're getting real close to that, uh, that, that launch date when we're supposed to be compliant. And um, that's been, it's kind of been the focus lately has been uh, just making sure that everything's good and good to go there. And I'm, I, I kind of am uh, with soap. I'm a little bit uh, of a mixed opinion on whether or not we lock things down or we don't for teachers and we trust them to do the right thing, you know? And, and so I'm kind of, it's a, it's a tough call with it. And, um, that's what I'm doing. Nothing fun like STEM bug. <laughs> yes. Yeah, are, are you finding that a lot of, uh, tech companies are, are being compliant or by filling out that paperwork or, not being compliant. I think most of them are. I think the issue up until recently was they just didn't have any idea. Yeah. So it's, we're still getting a lot of them on board, but, but again, it's what seven days until this eight days until we're, uh, we're supposed to be compliant or compliant. And, and we still don't really have anything from Google or Microsoft yeah. or Adobe. I mean, like you're, you're big namers. Yeah. So and, and again, know. it's hard for me to be real. Adam or like real excited about it until that happens. Is anyone excited about it? I don't excited. wasn't the right word. <laughs> uh, I can't even th- like, I wanted to say enthusiastic. That's not even the right word. Like concerned. Maybe that's the right word. Nonplussed. There's yeah. a good one for oh, it. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I, I just, I feel like it's important, right? Privacy protection is important. Oh, for and, sure. I totally and, think so. And, and, you know, one of the things that I heard uh, Tom Mullaney say on his podcast recently was that um, this generation of students is the most uh, surveillance generation of students ever. 
And, you know, there's so many things we have in place to check and make sure that stuff. And, uh, but, but there's a reason for that. And it's because of our uh, privacy now more than ever is, is much easier to have hacked or have stolen. And so I think all that stuff is really important, but it's when it gets into the legal things, I, I think, you know, just like anything uh, until there's a precedent set, I think we're yeah. all just kind of feeling our way through the dark. So, yeah. And I, and I do think the written agreements with every company is, is too much. But I do think that having those, having the safety measures in place and having the privacy measures in place and having those policies in place is important. I just don't know if we needed written agreements with everybody. But uh, I'm not putting that on my list of things I'm working on because I try to ignore the fact that I'm working on it. But I am. What I'm doing that's more fun is the same thing I was doing last week, which was adding quests to Gameably. It's taking me forever, but it's really complicated. So It is um, really cool, though. Yeah, so hopefully that will be a thing. And the quests, what I'm trying to do, because I didn't really describe it last time, is to add the ability for a person to set up multi-step checkpoints in a quest. You basically upload a map. Then on those maps, you can create a number of quests, and each quest has multiple checkpoints. Um, and you can then, as the person goes through, they can earn points or earn items and earn badges and things like that. And, like, you know, the intention is that it's it's a fun addition to the program and something that, that people can do kind of on their own, um, and that a teacher doesn't necessarily have to follow, you know, step-by-step and see each each checkpoint as it's happening, but maybe the finished product, uh, a good way to do PD and to teach teachers how to do things by, you know, follow yeah. step one, step two, step three. Like I definitely see all the benefits, but man, I keep stumbling onto little things I hadn't thought of and having to go back and change the back ends of like every other thing that I've got in there. Sure. So It'd it's just cool, a big though. thing. It, yeah. yeah, I think it will be. And I felt really close last week and I feel further away this week than I did last time. So that's why I, uh, I am drinking, uh basil hayden's straight up uh nice. this evening so i'm adding that to my list of drinks although this is a templeton rye glass i'm drinking basil hayden's well something if i'll say we're doing something fun right now we're in the heart of summer and um, my daughter and i've been playing pokemon snap on uh, the nintendo switch a lot together mm. so i'm reliving my childhood by taking pictures of uh, imaginary uh, pocket monsters and uh, <laughs> then i've also been really into tetris 99 if anyone has that for the nintendo switch it is a battle royale version of tetris really? and uh, it is it is amazing and it's wow. super it's super addictive i never thought in my life i'd be like excited to play tetris but i'm pretty sure when i'm done recording i'm gonna go upstairs and play tetris so that's awesome <laughs> and and i am drinking evan williams black label so this is their uh it's it's normal evan williams black label but uh this is special because they do an american hero uh, black label brand so it's the same as evan williams uh, black label but they do american hero and one of the american heroes they picked this year there's five that they highlight and uh, each of the person uh, each of the people they choose gets their own uh, certain amount of bottles they make and uh, one of the people uh, chosen was someone i went to high school who served in the air force who started a uh, veteran outreach program for people really? when they yeah so they had a big thing in one of the breweries near me in waterloo and uh so so i was able to pick it up and uh, that's what i'm drinking it's really cool again it's just black label just regular evan williams but kind of special bottle and neat to say that i know that person so yeah uh, that's awesome yeah very cool jeremy what about you buddy uh i am drinking lemon vodka from mm. witness distillery which Ooh. is in vandalia illinois the district or the, the town in which my district is located um just a small, small little town, small little distillery. It's probably two years old, three years, probably about two years old. Nice. Um, they do um, a rum and a lemon and a peach vodka, um, as well wow. as some other stuff. So nice. Uh, very That's like unique. right downtown. It is do, downtown. It? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a nice little restaurant um, right next door to it, and tours and samples and cool stuff. So. I'll have to check that place out. Maybe now we just gave them a good plug. Maybe they'll send us all something if we like. Hey, that know. that would be nice. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and shout out to Trader Joe's, still trying to get on that train. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's been our, it's hey, Elon, chair. Elon, please, yeah, that's right. Back. I, I Dave Grohl, we need to get Dave Grohl on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet him again tonight. It's it's gonna happen at some point. Someone I, I sent to is gonna get it. So it, invite uh, me back if you get Dave on. Oh, absolutely. I'll invite everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be huge. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, Jeremy, thanks so much for taking the time with us tonight again. Yeah. Such a great conversation, and, and I'm oh, cool. super pumped for you about uh, doing the NASA stuff and all of the stuff you got going on and Stembug. I cannot wait to see Stembug pull into oh, cool. uh, into a school near us. Um, so really great. Up. Thank you again for, for spending the evening with us and, and chatting yep. and all this up. Yep. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Um, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, at wrinkle Jeremy on Twitter, uh, Jeremy wrinkle at gmail.com. Uh, I'll spell my last name. It's R I N K E L. Cause a lot of people put the L before the E or the mm. a W at the beginning right. or something like that. So, right. So yeah, those are the, those are the two main places to. to awesome. To, and then stembug.com. The stembug. The stembug.com. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, David, uh, Jeremy, again, thank you guys. We really enjoyed hanging yeah. out this evening. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. And uh, again, we you can find us uh, here at the EdTech Distilled podcast at edtechdistilled.com, uh, or you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Pandora. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of the places you get podcasts. Uh, and we will catch all of you on our next episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.